Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. First things first, I want to talk about the new featured location that was released into the game this week. Uh, the location is Gamma Lab, and the description reads, Gamma Labs, after turn three, transform all cards here into the Hulk. Uh, so definitely a fun flavor. Um, you know, you want to stack a lot of cards here. And because it flips on turn three, obviously, uh, you know, you don't have a chance to really... It, it's hard to fill it all up, I should say. It's hard to fill four cards there before it uh, flips at the end of turn three. That being said, there do seem to be some bugs, or at least for clarification needed, because things like token cards created by Mr. Sinister, uh, Brood, Squirrel Girl, etc. A lot of these cards, the tokens they create, if they are played here, they turn into a Hulk that only has the power that the token had. I feel like that's not intentional, uh, but I don't know if we've received full clarification on that. So, so that is the new location. Uh, uh, I've been having a lot of fun with that myself. Uh, second thing I want to cover before we jump into the episode is, as you may be seen in the title or in the description of this episode, this is a two-part episode with Crack and Null as guest host. We uh, broke down all the cards and and, and put them into a tier list. Uh, Crack and Null being one of the first uh, users in the game a few weeks ago that unlocked every card, I thought it would be fun to kind of see his feeling of how every card uh, would go into a tier list, you know, uh, from S tier, A tier, B tier, and so on, uh, where he feels like the cards are right now. And so we, we talked about that and it ended up being a really long conversation, almost two hours. So we decided to split it in two episodes. We are releasing both episodes here the same day. So you should be able to listen to part two after you listen to this episode, uh, but make sure to listen to this episode first. I also want to say that uh, we will be posting a picture on Twitter at can't underscore stop underscore snap with the tier list so you can look at it on Twitter and on Discord and let us know your thoughts. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hey everybody, we are back with another episode of Can't Stop Snapping, the official podcast of MarvelSnapZone.com. Uh, today we're going to do something a little different. Uh, you know, some of our very first episodes a few months back, we were breaking down all the cards, right? We were talking uh, what were the costs, what were the power levels, what were the abilities, what was good. Um, but that was really before a lot of the cards had been unlocked and before we knew a ton. So today we're going to be kind of ranking in tiers uh, all of the currently collectible cards in Marvel Snap. And to do that, I am joined by someone who has unlocked every card, one of the first people to unlock every card in the game. Uh, Kraken Knoll. Kraken has been uh, streaming the game. He's been putting out content around the game on Twitter, uh, been very involved in the, in the community and the Discord community. So uh, Kraken Knoll, thank you for being here. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, very excited to have you. Uh, I've wanted to have you on ever since I saw you really wanting Dr. Doom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You posted a lot about that on Twitter and I felt really bad because uh, he ended up being one of my first uh, pool three cards. Uh, I was very excited when you got him, though. But um, uh, just before we jump into kind of our structure and outlaying the structure, uh, I'd love to just give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself to the listeners. Give give a little, just give us a little background on, you know, uh, your background with card games, video games, what you like to play, and you know how you learned about Marvel Snap. Yeah, so I've been playing card games since God, as far as I can remember. I remember going to like the card stores as a kid and picking up Pokemon packs and. Pokemon slowly evolved into Magic the Gathering, and I played that for like 17 plus years, and then uh, I kind of um, faded out of paper magic and straight into digital, uh, and as, as digital started picking up, I, I got more interested in streaming, and then I ended up, funny enough, I ended up not streaming magic because I felt like it was already like a, a, a full boat. If you get on like the tw mm -hmm. you know, Twitch, it's completely full, like you're never going to get found. So then I kind of like actually ventured off and just to more Marvel games and just played like Marvel Strike Force, Marvel Future Revolution, just kind of, uh, and Future Revolution's probably where I've made most of my content. And then uh, Marvel Snap hit me out of nowhere. I, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't even know it was a thing in development. Uh, and then the trailer, uh, Danny Wu, uh, he's, who I was um, talking to a lot about Marvel Future Revolution, and I was in the content creator club there, and he told me to keep my eye out for a, a card game trailer 
uh, that was coming out soon and um it hit twitter and i was like um yes please <laughs> marvel card games uh and then i you know dug into it found out it was ben brode and i was like oh this is gonna be amazing yeah it's like one of those moments like the perfect combinations doesn't you know the perfect combination doesn't exist oh wait marvel and a card game right yeah, yeah i'm just more sad that i didn't actually know this was coming i guess the the instantaneous hype um kind of hit me and that felt better yeah happy to wait for it yeah no for sure well thank you for kind of giving that intro uh i like you uh didn't really know uh much about the game i didn't even you know i vaguely knew who ben brode was but i never really was on the hearthstone train so i didn't have the familiarity that a lot of people do but i love marvel and i do like card games so you know it, it popped up the day that the announcement trailer was on youtube it like popped up in my suggested videos on youtube and i was like what is this you know and yeah. uh, i'm glad i watched it you know so uh well here we are so thank you for that so let's dive right in so let's kind of lay out the format for the listeners so we have five tiers uh we're using uh you know tiermaker.com your typical tier uh list uh maker and we have five tiers. We have S tier, top tier, and then go A, B, C, D, D being the lowest. Um, so we're going to do kind of a rapid fire approach. We're not going to spend a ton of time talking about every card. We may pause and have a little bit more dialogue about cards that I either think that, uh, you know, Kraken has put that's, uh, you know, maybe in a spot that I wouldn't have guessed that he'd put it. Uh, or, um, you know, or if there's something that he wants to point out specifically of why he's put a card in a certain tier. Um but I'm going to be kind of guiding here, but uh, I'm going to let Kraken kind of uh, drive where cards are going to go on this tier list. Um, and we're going to go in alphabetical order. But before we start, uh, Kraken, just uh, what would be in your mind, just a description, like what what are you looking for for something that you would consider an S tier card in Marvel Snap right now? Uh, for me, S tier would be the cards that are probably closer to on the watch list of... <laughs> nerfs not i'm not saying every card that ever approaches the s tier category should automatically be nerfed but at, at the current moment s tier would be like the card that defines a deck with so much power uh, and yeah, of course we'll get to those um, that without that card the deck kind of dwindles a little so it, it it's really the card that defines a deck yeah that makes a lot of sense and then just to kind of set the scales, what would a D bottom tier card be in your mind? Uh, absolute, just be below filler, I guess. Like you wouldn't even want to put it in as like a 12th filler card. Uh, the beautiful thing about Marvel Snap is it's a 12 card deck and you, you get what you build. Like you build your 12 card deck. I want it to do X, Y, Z. It's nine out of 12, you know, 12 games. It's going to do X, Y, Z. Uh, so you don't have a lot of filler room yeah. right now. I mean, as the card pulls increase, it's probably going to get harder to build decks because you're going to only have 12 slots. So it's D tier would be like those cards that just never, never make it. Yep. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, the stage has been set. So we will dive in here. Uh, I will be reading the cards, and uh, again, you will be kind of uh, letting me know where you think they should go, and we will uh, we'll see where the conversation takes us. So, first off, we have Abomination. Uh, Abomination. There's a few different builds of the Patriot decks right now. There's like the full vanillas, the tokens, a little bit of both, uh, and I don't really like the vanilla builds uh, at all. So Abomination, I mean, I've seen him pop up a couple of times. I'd, I'd put him in like the C tier. He's not exactly like D because you would add him in every now and then, but uh, C tier. Yeah, I, I, that makes sense to me. I think out of all the vanilla cards, I, I play him the least when I try to go that route. Um, yeah. Adam Warlock. Um, Warlock is, I've seen him start popping up a little more. I don't have much experience playing him myself, but I have seen like, uh, I want to say it's Willow that's been playing him in like the Jane deck. And uh, I, I do think that he would probably go into like the B tier for me. He's not um, essential to the deck and he's not um, a key card. So that would be like A would be like the key cards for me, not the defining ones, but the key cards. And uh, he doesn't really fit either of those roles, but he is decent in the deck. So I'll give him a B. Arrow. Ooh. 
I want to like Arrow a lot. I think I'm going to keep her in the B for now. I just don't think that she, like, she has, like, a sort of a home in, like, a Fisk-ish type deck. And I've seen her do some disgusting things on, like, um, Death's Domain, uh, killing some stuff, or um, Bar With No Name, but eh, I'm going to put yeah. her B for now. Yeah, uh, we've had some some real arrow believers here on the podcast before. So uh, yeah, I, I want to believe. I want. I think people just... all the way putting her at S all the way down to D. So yeah, um, right in the middle. Yeah. So Agatha Harkness next. Um, depends on what you're trying to do with her. I've seen, I've seen plenty of people make her work, like in the Hellish Shell. Um, I think she is a key card in what you're trying to do there, but not necessarily deck defining. So I'd put her in the A tier. Okay. First A card. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Agent 13. I actually think, I think she's fallen down slightly for me. Mm -hmm. I Um, uh, put her in A tier. I still think she's good in like bounce, bounce bros or um, like the, any of the beast Falcon deck type of situations. And there are a few like, people still believe in in collector out there that can make it work but she's yeah. not, i would have had her an s if it was like a month or so ago yeah no it was i agree with you i, I feel like a lot of a lot less people are playing with agent 13 now um america chavez another oh, one that i think yeah she's she's s tier still for me okay just like the amount of um especially if you're trying to play any kind of combo deck i think she's amazing at deck thinning and pushing the combo into your hand um she was a little better of course when she had the one more point of power that this tier maker still has but uh she is a six nine now if anybody's checking it out but she's still s tier for me just the deck thinning is pretty valuable that is a good point that is a good point yeah somehow that that one less point of power to me just still still feels a little rough but it's it, it a little rough but i i still think she, in like combo decks she's still pretty good yeah we have Angela up next. Well, I think Angela's S tier as well. I mean, from I think she's pool one, right? Pool one all the way to pool three. Yeah, she's seeing yep. play and she sees play. She's in playing a lot of different numerous types. decks, even like negative decks now run her. Yeah, no, I think Angela is is a great a great call out for S tier. Uh, Angel, um, Angel, I I put Angel at B. I only because. I feel like he only has one deck and it's the death wave deck right now. Um, I guess there's like the Deadpool death deck as well, but I actually don't think that deck is running angel. So it's a good yeah. support card for the deck thinning and deck wave, but that's about as far as he'll go right now. Yeah. I, it's one of those cards that maybe I just, I just haven't given him a chance, but I, any destroy deck or anything, I just don't feel like he's worth it. I feel like there's other cards I can put in the deck that are going to have more impact. Yeah, it's just that Death Wave deck because of the deck thinning to yeah. pull him out. Yeah. Well, very fair point. Very uh, so it's another card we're bringing up deck thinning as being a you know a bonus. So. Which is Chavez and Angel are both yep. in that deck. Yep. Uh, Ant Man. Mm, I'm a little less high on Ant Man than I used to be, only because I have Mojo now, and I mm-hmm. kind of like Mojo over Ant Man, especially with all the killmongers that typically run around uh, I'll, I'll put him in at a i might get shunned for for that um if we were because i'm going over the vast scope of like all like if you had a full collection yeah and i think ant-man falls from s to a if you have a full collection yeah i i have been playing ant-man a little bit less um since uh recent changes in the last couple of patches so yeah uh, apocalypse Apocalypse has fallen a little bit for me too. I, I would have said Apocalypse fit up in the S about a month ago. I think it's about a month ago, right? Two weeks ago, yeah. maybe even. Yeah. Um, I've seen people try to make the whole um, Dracula Apocalypse deck still work. I think it still has some legs, um, just not, you know, top dog. Obviously, that deck caught a couple nerfs. But I, I still think Apocalypse does make it to the aid because I've seen it um, perform quite well even after the nerves. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I I have seen the play with Apocalypse falling off, which, you know. Quite a bit, but yeah. it, when, it, when you run into it, it's still... Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it can creepy. be very 
dangerous. Um, get you know, potentially twenty power on the board if you if you play your cards right. So, um, okay, armor next. Armor, uh, armor. I'm just gonna put in the B. Um, it's a good support card. I play it actually quite often, uh, especially with like a bunch of the destroy stuff going on, and I want to protect some of my stuff. Um, but it's just a support card. Yeah. Very fair. Very fair. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not a. It's not a strategy all by itself. Um, yeah. Up next, we have Arnim Zola. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Arnim Zola. So, oh my god, I've tried to make this card work a million times, and it just doesn't work for me. Um, I understand that it's a deck within its own for what it's trying to do. And again, Willow, I want to say, is the one that's been... I'm, I call it Jane Cheerios, because it's just Jane and a bunch of zero drops, but uh, I'm, I'm going to put it at B. Don't don't hate me, everybody. Just because I B, B or D B tier. Okay. I don't think it's D. It's definitely it's a support card, regardless to me. And that deck, or like the um, either there's the Electro Infinite Ramp deck, or there's the um, Jane Foster Thor. You know, kill your um, big Thor, and it goes into your opposite lanes you know i still just think it's the support card in that deck and it's not like any sort of key card that the deck can live without it yeah it kind of locks you into like okay your turn six is Arnim zola right exactly yeah yeah um okay uh baron mordo uh, i think we have our first d card i'm glad uh, you didn't i'm glad you didn't go higher than that because that <laughs> I... I just yeah. I I tried to make because I I'm a control nerd and I'm also like a from if you're familiar with Magic I I used to play a ton of like BGX decks like black green decks and mm-hmm. this card would like be awesome I think in something like Magic but uh, in this game it's just not enough and I don't honestly know what they could do right now to fix it uh, you don't want to push the power too much for a two drop. Um, but just making your opponent draw one and it costs one more, just it ice boxes it, just doesn't feel. You can just Ant Man something. I mean, yeah. Ant Man, uh, Ice Man something. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Ice Man just feels better every time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Beast. Uh, Beast is a, a for me. There's a lot of things you can. He's not the, he's not the key card, in my opinion, and like the. The bounce bros uh, i mean i i know he bounces everything um but i i still just think he's um a key card but not the full deck um and I, you'll probably i'll probably have most of the bounce bros stuff here in the a tier just spoiler warning um i don't think the deck is like s tier as a deck they all kind of fall in the a tier for me but um these definitely is a good key card in that deck yeah uh okay bishop bishop's s tier well Mm -hmm. like pulls one through three bishop just is amazing yeah um oh god he fits in so many different decks he can go in negative he can go in like swarm he can go in these well i guess sarah is swarm decks these days not swarm the actual card but flooding the board type of yeah yeah no i agree i mean angela and bishop we've got them both up there in s tier right there yeah they're kind of great to yeah. put in any deck, right? Not sorry, not any deck. That's not what I meant. Lots of different. Lot, of lots of the top decks at the moment, yeah. um, they both go in. Yes. Okay, another one. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on Black Bolt. Hmm. I recently played with Black Bolt quite a bit, actually. After watching TLSG's like pirate video, I don't know if you've seen that one yet. If you haven't, everybody should go uh, look up that one. TLSG. Uh, he played the deck where it's like Wong and cable and yondu and just like a bunch of like steal your stuff and make you discard stuff and it actually feels good in that deck only yeah. um, I've, yeah. I've, tr- I've tried it in some other shells before because i just like black bolt as a character um i'm gonna put him at the c tier because i think he can show up in specific decks like that one kind of like i was saying about abomination you know he can go in there he's not key card he can be cut at any moment but it's fun for a second you know yeah yeah i uh, i've 
you know, I, Black Bolt was probably my one of my first five uh, uh, pool three cards, and um, I've yet to play with him that much. I think I, you know, I played with him initially to upgrade him to uncommon, but uh, I haven't used him a ton, so I'll, I'll have to go back and, and try him out and something like that. Yeah, it's start. it's fun in that like show. It was I thought he was a little bit better even back in like the heavy Dino days because you know you're putting seven power out and you're making their Dino drop by two on the final turn, but. Uh, she's just not cutting it right now. No. Okay, Black Cat. Um, I've fallen off of Black Cat slightly. I, I played a ton of Hella at the la- end of last season um, after I hit Infinite there. and uh, She's C- she's a B-tier. She's not C-tier exactly, because I think as you... With a full collection, I think Black Cat can still be good because she's a free discard in Hella. She only goes in like one deck though which is hella that's mm-hmm. why i wouldn't put her any higher than b but she is a free six power so yeah can't complain about that that's fair uh black widow a card that i hate to be played against myself i might have her higher than people expect i think she's in a tier um i play I call it Krampus. I hope everybody knows what Krampus is. It's like Santa Claus's evil brother. Um, I play it in a deck that gives, uh, you know, debris rocks and like a hood from Viper or um, a black, you know, the widow's bite. It's just, and it's actually for me performs quite well. I know it's starting to catch on a little bit. I know Jeff Hoogland plays a a version of it. Uh, I've seen another YouTube video where, people play um, black widow with wave and odin because then it puts two widows bites in their hand that cost four and then they can't pretty much can't get rid of them so they, they lose a draw or lose two draws yeah. oh that that has yet to be played against me and i hope it never does <laughs> uh okay let's go blade mm, i think blade fell down to a for me as well um I would have put him at S about yeah you know, what like two weeks ago or so in that deck with the apocalypse. So he kind of fell with me. Um, I still think he's okay for the Hella deck, um, although I f- have found myself cutting him more often and only starting at two drops. But um, I think he there's still more exp- experimentation with blades. So I'd keep him at A. Yeah, it's kind of that, uh, and it, you know, basic uh, discard card, right? Yeah, basic oh. enabler. Uh, okay, Blue Marvel. I'm pretty low on him, actually. Uh, I put him in the B tier. I don't want to drop him down to the C tier. That feels a little harsh, but he's like one of the one of the worst six drops, in my opinion. Because uh, you yeah, can just, I... you can just crack a Nova. And buff your board for what he does so for same thing, right? Six, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's kind of interesting what people do with like, uh, you know, a, a Cerebro deck with him, right? That's but, true. I mean, he fits but, in Cerebro, which is I that mean, being said, I mean, if your whole board's filled, right, then it's like a lot of power. But if you only have a few you know, cards, two or three yeah. cards at each location, again, it's not that much more, right? I guess that he sees play in negative before people have a full collection. I mean, I mean, maybe people still play him at a full collection, but uh, I mean, in inverted, he's a four six. I mean, if he was a four six all the time, that would be uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, brood. Uh, I'm putting him in the B tier. I used to have him in the A tier. I used to play like a Patriot deck early on. I think I was like one of the first people to get Patriot. I know I was posting a bunch of deck lists on Twitter about it. Uh, and I back in Nakia days, you could oh, like yes. uh, Nakia brood. And then you could also like forge the brood and then just dominate like an entire lane. I mean, you could probably attempt that these days, but Nakia got gutted. So I think brood fell when Nakia fell. Yeah, I used to play Okoye and Nakia Brood yes, deck, yes, right? Yes. And it was just, it was so nice. People did not see. I played on turn six yeah, uh, with another card, you know, and like people did not expect all that power to drop at one location. Um, okay, Bucky Barnes. Uh, Bucky's going to be A. Uh, he's yep. pretty pivotal in the um, 
destroy decks, but he's just not like S class. I've cut him a couple times for other cards, but he's, he's pretty consistent, like six power on the board. Yeah, and, yeah, for two cost, right? So he, cre um, he creeps his way back in all the time after I've cut him, so uh, he he deserves an A. Yeah. Okay, Cable. Oh, Cable, Cable, you used to be an S tier for me. I'm gonna have to put him at B because he just doesn't see that much play anymore, even. Outside of maybe, which Agent 13 has still got like two decks for me, but like Cable fell even below Agent 13 because there's only like the the collector lovers are still playing, I think, Cable. Yeah. Other than that, there's nobody really playing Cable. unless it's I, a Yeah, I don't really use them anymore. I used to a ton. I, lo I would love a reason to play Cable again. It's like super fun card. Yeah, yeah. Okay, next we've got the two captains. We'll start with Captain America. Mm, I just don't see the point of Captain America, honestly. Yeah, I it being like a 3-6, right, without anything else. Yeah, if you I'm, have three other cards to enable it. I'm going to put him in the C tier. I just don't think... I mean, he could creep his way into a deck. I just think there's better options. It just depends where you're at um in your deck building i guess yeah but I, I even think like punisher is better than him yeah yeah that's a that's a fair point because punisher costs less right uh he's actually a three as well he, oh you're three. right he's a three two but he can be inverted with negative and then he becomes a two three and then it's right. just... okay uh captain marvel i am pretty high on captain marvel i think captain marvel's an a tier I use her a lot. Uh, I've I normally, lost many a match against Captain Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I like to use her in the control shells. I know people are probably cringing just hearing like control shells in this game, but hey, if it controls the board, I'm calling it control. Yeah, she does a great job. <laughs> um, okay, Carnage. Oh, is it weird to put Carnage at S? That's honestly where my brain went. I think Carnage is S. Like without Carnage as a low enabler, two drop enabler, I don't think the. I mean, the destroy decks could probably make do, starting at three. But I think just Carnage being at two is just really so good. consistent. So consistent, really good name destroy deck. You know, uh, it, consistently yeah. hitting like anywhere from six to eight power for two. Yeah, yep. I I definitely put an S tier. I feel like it's just that. It's a key card you're going to go on the board every game. Every game. Yeah. Attack, right? uh, Cerebro. God, I've tried this deck a million different iterations. I, I'm going to put it at A because I think the decks that do play it for Cerebro, it it's a key card. It's not S for me. It's not a support card in the deck. It, it's it's the key card for 2-bro, 3-bro, 6-bro, all the, all the bros. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I I agree with you. It's I don't think it's S tier. I almost would have put it lower, but I think I, I think wanted three to. Row, I think yeah. three row in the long term will only be better the more options you have, right? Yeah. The the larger the card pool, Cerebro would actually probably be one to watch out for. Yep. Hey all, I wanted to take a quick moment to talk to you about MarvelSnapZone.com. Marvel Snap Zone is a one-stop shop for everything Marvel Snap on the internet. They have new articles nearly every day that cover deck building, strategy, card breakdowns, etc. They have a great collection tracker tool and a decklist builder that works off of that collection tracker so that you can know what decks you can build with your current card collection. They have guides and deck lists for all level of players and all collection level of players. Make sure to go to marvelsnapzone.com and check it out now. Uh, cloak. Hmm. That's a tough one because I just started playing Move like yesterday. Uh, and I like it a lot actually. But it is just a support card, so I'm gonna put it at B. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, it it yeah. enables some shenanigans in the deck, but the, I oftentimes don't draw cloak, and still the deck functions how the deck is supposed to function. So. Yeah. 
Okay, we've got Colleen Wing. Uh, Colleen has changed since this image on Cheer uh, Maker. She's a 2 4 now in line with uh, Sif. I love the change. Yeah, uh, I think the change um, is way better and it allows her to keep the apocalypse swarm deck kind of alive, in my opinion. Um, so I actually like I like Colleen at an A now. If you would have asked me like two weeks ago, I probably would have put her in a C. Yeah, I think the change uh huge for just her playability in the future, right? I think there'll be other Lord, new card draw combinations that she'll work with. So Yep. Uh Colossus. Colossus. Um I think he's a B tier. I, I know the destroyer's a thing, and that's kind of that's what I hit infinite with mainly was destroyer. But I, I mean, the deck still functions without Colossus, in my opinion. You still get what you need done um, with Colossus. I like the changes they made to him, where he can't be moved at all, and he can't have power um, removed. Um, like if you can put him on negative zone, he still stays a three three. Yeah, but um, I don't think it warrants anything higher than a B. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo's also a B for me. Kind of just a support card. Starting to show up more in the like Daredevil decks. Yeah. Um, can be played in Destroyer, but again, doesn't make the deck. So I'm going to put it in the B tier. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, Crossbones. I'm going to put him in the C tier. I've tried to make him work in like Storm decks where you're like already you know you're, you already have to be winning to play him so you try to like storm a lane that nothing was in and then play them after and then drop uh, a bit I, power there yeah i just think there's better things to do like even drax is better there so yeah that's fair uh crystal d one i think they ruined crystal i think crystal was better before you had to play her in the middle so i put her at d d yeah second d card yeah um yeah, it feels like they, they did that. The reasoning was, oh, well, this will make it so you don't have to use her in that way if you don't want to. Yeah, but you I can still get her power on the board. But even if you're playing Crystal, you wanted to play Crystal for Crystal. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess my thought too is that, like, my understanding of the math was something like uh, negative, right? Is that, like, yeah. you only get to draw, like, on average, like 0.5 more cards or something. Uh, yeah. or something like that. I don't remember the exact math, right? I'm I'm misquoting, but yeah, I, I don't know if overall she's that powerful. So um okay, back to another vanilla card here, Cyclops. I'd see as well. Yeah, right there with abomination. Um yep. okay, dagger is an interesting one in the move archetype. Yeah, so dagger I think is higher than multiple man, but lower than torch and vultures. I'm gonna put the, her in B. Okay. Um, I like her in the deck, but she's. I th right now, I think move is scary in the future. Um, the more move cards we get, the scarier I think it's going to get. And um, this tier list could be revisited for sure, but for now, B. Yeah. No, I can see that. I, I think your, your logic is down there with kind of ranking the move cards against each other. Um, Deadpool. Ooh, I'm starting to fall in love with Deadpool every day. I used to think it was like super hard, and I, I it is still super hard to get off. Um, when you I get think, it off, when you get it off, oh my god, this deck is amazing. I've been playing it a lot. Um, I want to. I'm going to put it at A because I think it is a key card in the deck, which is like the Deadpool death decks right now. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean uh, I've seen some huge Deadpool's get on the board. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and if you have anything like cloning vats or uh, sinister London, right? Like, yes, game over. Uh, it's game over. Uh, okay, debris. Mm. Debris is like a pretty good card in like the Krampus style deck. I was saying, or like the junk deck. I just don't think she goes above a B though. Yeah, I could see that. I, she works with kind of the disruption, but also with um, Patriot. But even yeah. with that, it's not like she's super great right um okay destroyer destroyer is obviously a deck of his own which surprisingly took like 
what, like a month or a month and a half into the game yeah. before people discovered it, which I guess is kind of in part to the collection level track, but I, I'm going to put him at A. I, I personally think he's close to like an A plus um, because the deck doesn't function without him and the deck is actually very strong right now but um it is kind of easy to play around and his power was buffed it's a it's a 616 not a 614 correct yeah yeah which does i mean it allows him to lock down a location yeah the two points the two points i often win a lane just with a destroyer by himself yeah okay devil dinosaur um, oh, devil! Is, yeah, yeah. Devil's fallen down to a B for me. Honestly, I could almost put him in a C, but in negative decks. Yeah, uh, pretty good support card. He's inverted to a zero four, which I think was actually a small buff in the negative decks. Yeah, um, but that's about as much as oh, the great has fallen. Oh yeah, he was an S at one point, right? Uh, he was a super S at one point. Yeah. Okay, we enter the drop the Doctor trio here. So we start with Doctor Doom. Okay, like hear me out. Best year. I'm there with you. I <laughs> have basically been playing. Doc, I've been playing decks that can include Doctor Doom. Like, a lot. A lot. So like, I got him. So. Sandman decks, Lockjaw decks, Hella decks, just uh, just a lot any, of options. Yeah, so many options for Doctor Doom. I. I like Doctor Doom just because I like Doctor Doom and Marvel in general. But as I like started playing with the card, I realized like, oh crap, this is actually like not just fanboying now. This card is actually like pretty good. Yeah, 15, 15 power being able to be spread over the board. Power. Yeah, and if you power. play in, if you play it in like a Sandman deck, they only get to play the one card, which yeah. typically only affects the one lane, while you get to affect three lanes. Yeah huge huge you know tipping of the scales there yeah okay our second doctor dr octopus mm, i want to like dr octopus and i've tried i tried a, a lot recently and like these with the daredevil thing um but i'm just i'm gonna put him in beach here because i i just don't think he's there yet i want to like him but i just i can't put him past b tier yeah i can see that yeah i I, I've honestly won a lot of games with people playing Dr. Octopus against me. Uh, I mean, I, I have lost quite a few games as well with um, Dr. Like, Dr. Octopus, I think, is good against, like, Destroy because you can, like, pull their Destroy cards in, like, out of order because they, they have to typically play them in a specific order. Mm -hmm. um, and it could really mess something up. But, I mean, you can also pull in their Shang-Chi and then yeah. get smacked. Yep. Okay, we've got Dr. Strange. Uh, B tier, kind of just like cloak, just you know, like a filler card in the move decks in the future could easily be cut for something that comes along. Yeah, yeah, uh, just enabler, but there's other options on the move. Yeah, um, domino, so another kind of deck thinning <sighs> card, sort of. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Quicksilver or domino, and I know some people will play domino when they don't have um any like other two drops just to ensure they have something on two and then they could push forward with her threes plus you know i'm gonna put her at c because i just that's my personal opinion i just don't yeah. feel like her I, i'm not a domino her. believer either so yeah yeah okay dracula we've talked dracula's, about dracula's fallen from a to b just because of the apocalypse tech because i think the apocalypse tech is still good without dracula um and dracula just becomes closer to a filler card for me there okay yeah i can see that um drax hmm drax peaked up slightly but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves i think drax is still a, a, a b i would have put him at a c uh, except for he's really good with daredevil and like after a storm has been playing i think it's okay to put like a storm, a juggernaut, and a Drax like in your deck, and just have that be like your plan for that one lane. Yeah, yeah, uh, can lock lock down a lane there. Mm -hmm. uh, Ebony Maw. Um, oh, yeah, I'm an Ebony Maw believer actually. 
I think after the buff, even though it was like one power, uh, in the specific decks I was speaking of, like with the Doctor Doom and the lane locking and the Sandman style decks, like having a one power seven um, locking down a lane for yourself, he locks down the lane for yourself, but other things can sneak in. I think that's pretty good. I'm going to put him at a B. It doesn't like key into a deck, but I am a believer. Yeah. No, I, I think... I don't know if that power... I mean, that power helped him a little bit, but I think, honestly, just the power and people noticing the buff mm-hmm. had more, made more people try him, which yep. then saw enough take and play, which people figured out more strategies. So, yeah, it's interesting. Um, okay, Electro. Electro. Um, I just... Uh, I think it's a B. I want to... I wish he could build a deck on his own. I think he's close to A tier. Maybe when we get more cards, because he goes from three to five. There are some good fives uh, in the game right now. Professor X is good. Like ramping a hobgoblin's pretty good. But I think like once time goes on, uh, and we get more fives and sixes, I think his value goes up. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, definitely could have more play down the road. Um, Electra. I almost think she's like a C tier now. I used to think, yeah, you know, she used to honestly be probably A tier back in like the Super Kazoo days, and bots play her a lot, but I think she's a C tier. Yeah, I think with everybody getting um, Killmonger, right? Also, yeah, that's very true. Killmonger got pushed down into pool two, so that pretty... that kind of is like, well, why should I play Electro when I can play Killmonger? Right? Exactly. Uh, okay, Enchantress. Okay. I think Enchantress is A tier. Mm-hmm. I I play her so A tier right now at, at the time of this recording because many 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 people just keep stacking things in one lane that are all ongoing. Uh, you got, like they'll do like an Iron Man or like a Wong into a, a Mystique into et cetera et cetera, and you could just pop it with an Enchantress and it feels really good. Yeah. I can see that. Okay, uh, up next, we got Falcon. I think Falcon goes in A, because like I was saying, he kind of pairs with Beast um, in that like whole bounce, one-drop Falcon deck, Falcon-Beast deck. Uh, not an S-tier deck, but definitely could be in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he'll have more potential the more uh, oh, yeah. cards get added. Um, okay, Forge. Forge. Um... We're just starting to fall off a little. He's like, uh, it's between like Forge and Okoye and like that Deathpool Dead deck, Deathpool Death deck. Um, so I think he's just B tier for now. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking somewhere B or C. I mean, I, I don't think he's that bad, but he's not that bad. But he's not that good. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's not playing as well with certain things like he was before. Uh, Gambit. Gambit. There's like I think he's B tier. Uh, he finds his home in Hella sometimes, or like the Wong, kill your board style deck. But he's not. He can be replaced by so many things. Yeah, I I like to play him not because he's the best card, just because I Love I really Gambit. like Gambit as a character. Yeah. Uh, okay, Gamora. Uh, I don't like Gamora as much as Drax actually right now, which is. I think they were flip-flopped prior to uh, like Daredevil. I mean, there's a deck with all the Guardians and Daredevil, which is kind of okay, but I don't think that pushes her anywhere near, like, I think she's C-tier. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think she's probably the worst out of the, the bunch right now for um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. Okay, Ghost Rider with, uh, with his four costs now. Oh god, the great has fallen. I know people still live and die by this card. I, I think he's B tier now. I think he fell off. I think he was S tier. Yep. Uh, but now he's like B tier. Yeah, I think he still works as a good backup in in kind of like a hella deck too, right? Like you can you can play. Both yeah, ones. I think sometimes he takes like the. Um, sometimes I'll put him in the hella deck in case I mess up, but a lot of the time I'm cutting him. It's like Black Cat or him, honestly, are like the two cards that like, kind of fluctuate for me there. Yeah. Uh, 
I say Giganto. Other people say Giganto, or other. I say like, Giganto. Yeah, I think I heard it on like the old Avengers, like uh, Disney XD show one time. There you go. Called Giganto. Back. So, yeah. Where would you put him, or it? Uh, it. I'll probably just put him in like the B tier because like there's just a bunch of sixes that you put, slap in like a Hello or a Lockjaw deck, and I don't think it really matters which. <laughs> actually, I really don't think it matters which six. If you're playing him like without Lockjaw or without Hella, I think he fall. He, well, I guess he stays to a B because you get locked out of that left lane, and it kind of sucks if you know you get stuck in your hand. Yeah, you get stuck in your hand, and you could win a lane with 14 power, but now you can't. Yeah. Okay, Goose. Goose. I want to like Goose so bad. I think Goose is just a filler card, though. Just can be played in some of these two bros or Daredevil decks, but nothing crazy. So probably a B? Uh, yeah, B. Okay. Uh, Green Goblin. I think I think Green Goblin's A right now. Um, yeah. Because he goes in a few of the decks. Really good in like the Destroyer decks. Pretty good in like decks that want to have like a low curve but they don't want to put any presence on their board low if that makes any sense they want to fill your stuff up and play stuff on curve but they actually don't want anything on their side yet yeah um, like destroyer for example yeah i think green goblin is a is a powerful card in that regard um yeah Groot. um Still, yeah, there's going to be a lot of B cards because a lot of cards are just... I would imagine this is like a curve, like a bell curve, right? The, yeah. The middle going to be the, the most packed, right? So For sure, yeah. It'd be, be for yeah. sure. Um, okay, Hawkeye. D tier. I think Hawkeye's trash. Yeah. Um, I know people play him like in a Cerebro deck, but that's, that's like... That's about it. But that's you can like it. the first thing cut from that deck yeah. easily. There's a lot of great three, or three power cards, so... Yeah. Hazmat. Okay, hear me out. Hazmat's A tier for me. Mm, interesting. I've been playing it a lot lately. Uh, I haven't made a video on it yet because I'm trying to get like some more testing in. But I think Hazmat fits in the Destroyer deck, in like the Scorpion slash Iceman slash Korg slot, and because you don't care about your stuff shrinking because you're about to destroy it. But if you've already given them a Goblin or something like that, you, you're shrinking it even lower, especially if the the destroyer deck doesn't play a whole lot of cards. Yeah. It plays like a few goblins, maybe like a Colossus, which isn't affected by hazmat, uh, like a Nova that's going to get blown up, a Bucky that's going to get blown up. And then, you know, you play a destroyer. Yeah. Well, this just ensures you, that you shrink their board a little more on the way. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It just turns it a little bit more in your favor. And it's really good. in like the, the Krampusy, you know, junk style decks in my opinion too. Yeah. Okay. Heimdall. Um, Heimdall is a tier because, uh, you know, without Heimdall, the move decks don't work as well. They still function. Um, I've proven that in a video I just recorded, but, uh, he is key to move decks. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Hella up next. We've talked a little bit about Hella. Okay. Hella has the potential to be S tier, but she isn't because she hurts herself. Mm-hmm. She is a discard magnet. I don't know what it is. It's that extra have, line of code they've got in the game that says, "Yeah, you can have six cards in hand if Hella she, in hand discard. If Hella in hand discard, yeah, yeah. No, that. I mean, obviously, a Invisible Woman helps kind of build around that, but Invisible Woman does help. But yeah, I, it's still possible. How do you feel about Hellcow after uh, the increase to four four cost? <laughs> I think Hellcow's still pretty good in uh, like the Hella deck, but I think he goes from like S to B. Yeah. Like he's a uh, pretty like I think you don't even run him in the like Apocalypse deck. I think you would take like Colleen and Sif and stuff like over Hellcow now. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it works in the Hella because you're especially if you're, you're hiding like, it behind uh, Invisible Woman. You're like you've got some big cards in your hand you want to discard, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Still helps even with that four cost. Um, Hobgoblin. A tier. A tier. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Hobgoblin. I think both the goblins um, serve the same purpose, just on different parts of the curve. Hobgoblin's a little trickier to get um, 
off than Green Goblin is, but they they both are amazing swings, especially if played like in conjunction with like a rescue or something like that. Yeah, Hobgoblin's that classic high risk, uh, high reward. You know. Oh yeah. Uh, Hulkbuster. Uh, Hulkbuster is a B for me. Okay. I don't. It could be close. Like I get the purpose of it, and like the death. Deadpool decks or like the move decks, but I have been cutting it like over and over and over um, for other things. So, yeah, I could see it like going down to a C at some point. I, I probably agree with a B, just kind of how we've been going off of Bs and how you've been, yeah. doing it, but it could be lower in the future. Um, Hulk. <sighs> I used to like Hulk a lot more because it's like six for an 11, but I. I personally put him at a C. I don't ever play him. I think there's better sixes. Like, I don't, what are you playing him in now? Like Patriot and that's about it. You don't put him in hell yeah. anymore. But like, why would you play him in Patriot? Cause then it's like, yeah, you get two more power in him, but like you're in yeah. Patriot. You're wanting to like play Mystique. Patriot, you're normally like, yeah. Patriot yeah. Mystique on the final turn. You're not trying to play a six drop. And if you do, it's one slot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Human Torch. Okay. Human Torch, I think is an A. Okay, it's like, it's like a very key. It's a key card in the move deck, as you know, Deadpool is in the Deadpool deck. Yeah, definitely can get a huge amount of power on the board. Um, Iceman, I think Iceman's an A. I try to play him all the time, especially because, like I said, I like to play like the mess. You know, mess your curve up, controly style decks, and I th- I even played him in Destroyer. Uh, it's like that flex slot like Iceman messing up a curve is pretty good. You can like, you know, you can hit their Iron Man. Another Iron Man costs six and not five. Now they have to make a decision on six. Do I play Iron Man or do I play my six drop? Yeah. Well, what's happened to me recently when I've been playing Helidex is that it always seems to have like two six cross cards and then like another card in my hand Mm. when somebody plays Iceman. And then it's like, well, my one card that was a low cost card is now a higher cost card. And then that gets discarded. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, uh, Invisible Woman. I think Invisible Woman is, gosh, she's pretty close to S because she's starting to make a lot of things come into fruition. You can hide some pretty crazy combos behind her. Uh, I'm not gonna put her at S yet. I think she's A, but I think she's like scary to watch for as more things come out. Has more potential in the future. Yeah, she has like super potential. Hey everybody, sorry for the abrupt cutoff. Uh, as I stated in the intro of the episode, this uh, did get split into two parts just by the nature of it being a very long conversation, almost two hours. Part two should be available wherever you're listening to this podcast. Pl- Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast written, recorded, produced, and hosted by Michael Thurman. Thanks for listening.